You are listening to Lady Talk Radio for the woman who wants to live fully alive and wear her ambition on her sleeve. I'm your host, guide and creative entrepreneur, Stacey Ray. Join me each week with special guests as we dive in one radically honest conversation at a time. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Well, I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self, mass, mastery. I'm enough, and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together, starting now. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray. That is the first time I've said that in a little while. It's been a minute. Uh, This is the first podcast that I have recorded in like a month and a half. So me and my podcast, Mike, are getting reacquainted. We had a little vacay and we're back to share another real conversation with you. And today, if you've never listened to the show before, this one's going to be a little different. So this may or may not be the best first one to listen to. I don't know. you, You can be the judge of that. But if you've heard the show before, you've been following my journey, you're one of my crew, then you are going to find this one probably pretty interesting as well, because I'm going to share a little bit more of my personal journey. This one is going to be a little different because I mean, I'm really committed to sharing my life with you guys. And that was something that I came into 2019 with a broader perspective on is that I want to share more of what happens in my own journey of my own ambition and just pull back the curtain a little bit as we do with so many of the guests on the show. And so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about why I quit the hustle. And I know that sounds a little clickbaity, if I'm honest. It is a little clickbaity because I just like the way it sounded, but really I love the hustle. I think you guys know that. I love to show up. I love getting the job done. I really truly believe in doing the feckin' work. And for me, what I recognized in these past couple months and even leading up to it, 2018 was a huge year. Can we just get that out of the way? 2018 was a big year for pretty much everybody that I know. (laughs) on a personal level, on a professional level, it was a really big year. A lot of stretching, a lot of uh, getting honest with ourselves. You know, it was a really big year for, in so many ways, Uh, a lot happening in the world, you know? Yeah, you're, you you know what I'm saying. Uh, And I recognized uh, early this year that hustling for me was really symbolizing grinding. And when I'm grinding, it really just says that I'm afraid. And if I am coming from this place of fear in my life, it is almost inevitable that I'm going to burn out, likely going to step over myself or what I'm really up to. And I'm going to play in the overcompensation area of my life. And better yet, I will probably avoid the real work in life. And so, yeah, me and Hustle, we broke up. We had a thing for a while. It was great. And then at the beginning of this year, I really recognized that it was time to really slow down, to slow down. 
And in a time where mostly we're speeding up in the world, where so many of us are having the conversation around productivity and, and really performance and how can I show up and get more done and do all these things. And that's not something that I think I'll ever give up because I love all those conversations too. But I think that there's a slightly maybe unpopular opinion, but also a really important conversation for us to have about slowing down and being in the season that you are in. And so I even, before we get into this, just in the essence and the love of slowing down and having a little poetic pause right here, I invite you to just take a couple deep breaths with me. I don't really know where you're at in your day, what you're up to, but let's just take a couple deep breaths and just slow right down and be right here. Because I know I don't need to remind you of this, but this is the moment. This is the moment you're alive in right now. So I'm going to stop moving my trap for a moment and we're going to take a couple deep breaths. How was it? Pretty magical, right? <laughs> I want to tell you a little bit about why. Why did I take this break? What kind of brought me to this point? And for me, I didn't really see it coming. It wasn't like I was, you know, burning out and pulling it, pulling apart my life at the seams. I actually, it was, it was pretty gentle and fairly innocent in the beginning. Um, my, my body and my being were really asking me to take more space and I was kind of ignoring it. You know, I, like I said, I love creation. I love being in these conversations. I love doing the things that I do. And I just really hit this place where I was, I was noticing it, but it was in the background, but it wasn't in the back. You know, I often think of that as like the pencil and the fan. There's like something ticking in the background, but you're just not really sure what it is. And I, I think if you've listened to the show enough times, you probably heard me talk about my love for seasons in life. I really believe that we're cyclical by nature. And I really started to recognize that uh, I had some resistance to slowing down. And that was kind of the first tidbit for me. My coach and I were having a conversation uh, and it was early December and I had a program that was ending and she asked me a really distinct question and I thought it was so interesting, my response. She said, uh, Stacy, um, are you planning on taking any time off in December? You know, you got your program ending and, you know, and I, I remember in the moment saying, well, <sighs> something along the lines of that kind of like hesitation. And why would I take time off? And that was really telling to me. It was this moment of, whoa, I actually have a lot of resistance to taking time off. And so that was the thing I needed to lean in on. And so I decided to, from December 14th onwards, to not take any new projects, to not start anything new, to actually take the most minimal amount of work onto my plate as possible until I left for Australia in January to run the Warrior Goddess Retreat. So that seems totally innocent, right? <laughs> of course, not a big deal, taking a few weeks to kind of slow down. Uh, but oh, the sweet resistance. I really felt it. I really, really felt it. And as soon as I actually got to the 14th of December, something really interesting happened for me. I started to become extremely tired and I had been trying to work with this chronic pain from this car accident I was in and my mind was really full and I wasn't really loving the process. As soon as I slowed down, I could feel all of those things and I could hear all of those things. And it was really fascinating to me that I couldn't hear them as clearly before when I was in the pattern and such a testament to how our busyness can actually have us avoid what's really going on in the background. And so for me, it started around December. And when I went to run the 
uh, retreat in Australia. It was magical. Oh my goodness. We can't wait to do it again. It's going to be in, uh, end of January, beginning of February, um, in 2020. So, so exciting about this one. It was such a beautiful experience. And when I came home again, kept that slow pace. And I recognized that it was really time for me to take a closer look at some of my patterns in life. And when we travel, oftentimes we have a bit more perspective on that. So it was a really cool experience for me. So I want to tell you a little bit about my view on this before I jump into this and what worked for me, what didn't work for me, um, how this process was really revealing some of the insane lessons that I received through taking this space. And I recognized a lot of things about busy. And I think as ambitious women, it's so important that we understand these things and that we notice these patterns. And I don't got no hangups on busy. Like sometimes we need to do the thing, but busy is not to be mistaken for productive. And that's really, really an important distinction. Busy lets us off the hook for a lot of our own growth, our own power, our own potential. Because when we're busy, there isn't a lot of room right? For anything else to come in. And we're really in control when we're busy because we're just putting all the things on the schedule. We're just filling all the moments. We're just hitting our bed at the end of the night. And we're like, I don't got any room for anything else. So it leaves a lot of, well, it leaves no space. I was going to say it leaves a lot of no space uh, for anything new to come in. And when we go fast and we push, because maybe we're afraid, Maybe we're afraid of missing out, right? And that was something that I recognized in my journey, and you'll hear more about that in a minute, is we're in this cycle of of fear, of I have to keep going. And that's how it really felt for me at moments. And when I was on the outside of it, I could really see it more. So if you are extra busy, that doesn't mean that you will be extra successful. In fact, we have had conversations on the show about how when we live in a more aligned, embodied, calm even state, embodying that next level of who we're stepping into, I have a hunch that your future self, the woman that you are aspiring to be, the woman that you truly are, that you're stepping more and more into every single day, is probably not pulling her hair out and, you know, like stressing herself out all the time. Eh, Probably not. So, to really start living as who she is, as who you are and what that, that next level embodies for you. And so this journey for me was really getting honest with myself and looking at some of my patterns of behavior and some of my patterns around my work and how that was all creating these, these same results. And so busy is not an indicator of how much you're doing. And I know that that can sound a little bit Like, hmm, Stacey, actually, I'm just really busy because I'm getting a lot done. And that might be the truth for you. And I'm not talking about this being like across the board for everybody, but maybe just take a look, you know, because I had a very similar view. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. Like, leave me alone. But really what I recognized was busy actually just meant that my mind had a lot in it, right? And when we understand the idea that energy is everything, the energy that you are holding, is it creating more or less of what you desire, right? So if you're hustling and grinding every single day and just moving things forward, is that how you want to feel? Is that the energy that you want to give off? Is that what your future self, your your high self, your whatever you want to call it self is showing you that you need to step into? So just a little tidbit 
just some things to think about before I dive into a little bit more of my experience around this, because busy is a thing that you do. It's not who you are. And that's really important to understand. I actually identified so much with my schedule, so much with the feeling of being busy that when I actually stepped away from it, you're going to hear some of the crazy ass shit that happened for me. Um, and I really got used to the way that things were. And I want you to understand that it's not bad. It's not wrong. It's not saying, ah, you're just doing it wrong. Because Lord knows, as ambitious women, we can get caught in that trap real quick, right? Of like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm not getting it right. I'm not doing enough. I'm doing too much. I'm Put all that aside for a moment. This is going to be a gentle, honest, loving conversation about how you do this stuff. But actually, I'm not even going to be coaching you. This is how I do this stuff. Because I want to tell you a little bit more about my journey. So I got really used to the way things were. I was kind of in a little bit of a trance <laughs> as we, as we are, right? Is we get into these, these fluid sort of experiences of our lives and the way it was yesterday is kind of the way it is tomorrow. And we just keep creating this experience. And so if you're relating to this and you find yourself busy a lot, you might find this conversation really provoking. You might be like, whoa, okay, I get it. I see something different for myself. If you tend to slow down a lot, maybe you're looking for more fire. There's going to be another episode for that. Let me tell you. But finding our middle ground, that empowered dance with life, right? It's not about these extremes. And so I was living in an extreme. And so I went a little bit more extreme to the other side to play that. And now I'm finding this middle ground and it's been really, really beautiful. Um, and I want to tell you a little bit about what worked for me and what didn't so that you can honestly learn from, from my mistakes. And maybe it'll support you if this is something that you know you're supposed to take on as well. So as I mentioned seasons. Y'all know I love the fact that we as humans is not the same all the time and it's not supposed to be the same all the time and full permission to not be the same all the time, right? We live in seasons out in nature. We live in seasons as women in our bodies, in our phases, in our menstruation. Every healthy, fully alive life has seasons, right? So being fully alive is also recognizing that there's going to be slow moments. So if you're in one of those right now, you're good. I promise. So recognizing that right out of the gate for me was huge. Full permission. It's okay. What's happening here? Get curious. And what really worked for me right away was in this new choice, uh, being challenged. So let me explain right away, pretty much any time we make a new commitment, it's like we get challenged, right? Are you sure? Showing up in the choice is the thing to do. For me, it was within days. I had new inspiration and new projects and people reaching out and, hey, you want to do this together? And I got to shift. My foot is asleep. <laughs> uh, showing up in the choice was the thing for me to do. I had a lot of opportunities to not do that thing. You know, I had a lot of opportunities to go the other way and go, oh yeah, it's okay. I'll start next week. You know, and isn't that the truth, right? We always have an opportunity to be challenged right away in the thing that we're choosing. And so that was a really big piece for me was um, being willing to stand in the choice, even in the face of some new opportunities. And let me tell you, that worked. It worked for me to actually just sharpen that commitment and go, actually, no, this is what I'm standing for right now. One of the other things that really worked for me in slowing down and taking some serious freaking space, I'll go back to that clickbait title. I quit the hustle. How did I quit the hustle? Um, other people knowing, 
you know, other people in my life knowing. So my colleagues, my clients, certain people that had been wanting to work with me, people that were in my space, my mom, my friends, um, you know, it was really about, hey, this is what I'm up to. Otherwise, I may have just dabbled. I might have been like, oh, I'll just, I'll just work an eight hour, 10 hour day today. Nobody will notice, right? Versus having people know what you're up to. And so that was a really big piece for me it was actually like telling people, <laughs> this is what I'm doing right now. And in the beginning, it was clunky because I didn't really know what I was doing. And that's also what I hope that you can hear in this is that I didn't go into this experience with, okay, I'm just so clear about taking this time and quitting the hustle and embarking on this journey with myself. Uh, no, <laughs> was not that clear. And hopefully if that's something you take on, maybe you can learn through me, is that you get to be clear if this is what you're choosing. Um, I was a little bit more like avoidant and like, uh, what's happening? I'm just going to figure it out in a few days kind of energy. So yeah, tell people. That really worked for me when I started doing it. Um, what was also really powerful was that it was incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, we know that through our discomforts, through facing that edge in life, we can learn so much about ourselves, about our lives when we step outside of the trance and we get into the intentional experience of our lives where we feel those edges and we feel those little pricks of, oof, this is uncomfortable. It really, it really had me see the relationship I had to myself and to my schedule. I saw how much I was experiencing validation from my work and my results and lack of results or whatever. It showed me my cap in life, how much I was allowing myself to experience uh, joy, fulfillment, abundance. Um, it showed me so much about myself and it was just so uncomfortable. And and I, I'm going to talk more about this, but I, I really, really want you to hear that it was, there was moments in this past couple months of not, you know, doing all the things I usually do that I actually was like, who am I? <laughs> I was asking some pretty big questions. Who the hell am I without all of this stuff? Who am I without the crazy crammed schedule? What happens when I stop working? And that was really an edge for me. Uh, I had to be willing to lose everything to be fully aligned with myself. And I think as a woman on a mission, you're playing for a bigger picture than just the paycheck. You're paying for the life that you truly see for yourself. You're playing for the fulfillment, the legacy, the, oh man, it's just huge. The art of your life. That's what you're truly choosing as an ambitious woman. It's so much bigger than just going to, to a job every day. And it showed me where I was actually capping all of that for myself by putting myself in a box on my schedule. So it was incredibly uncomfortable and that was incredibly powerful. So, oh, just another testament of why not to be afraid of those things in life that feel kind of sticky. I had so much time in this space to see my patterns to see what wasn't working and what was working, but mostly what wasn't working. And I had this space in my thoughts, in my mind, in my life where I could really tune in. And isn't that the, you know, the thing that we want to create all the time, going back to that dance and that middle ground. But it was so interesting to actually quit 
the way it was and declare something different where there was space to hear myself and space to really see what was coming through in my life. One of the things that I think contributed to this was that I was traveling. So I had a complete change of scenery, which had so much clarity in it, right? Because I could actually see like how I was feeling outside of my normal environment. And I could see looking back at my home life um, from being across the water in Australia and Mexico and I could really see and get a good idea of how it had been going for me. And uh, even just seeing, you know, the kinds of patterns and the behaviors that we want to bring with us on vacation is always interesting as well, right? You know, having your laptop in bed at night, you know, doing all of these little things that it's like, ooh, I don't know that that's really what I want. And so it was a really powerful time for me to get honest, to get really, really honest and ask some of these huge questions like, what is wanting to be felt? I just want to pause there for a moment. What is wanting to be felt? What is coming up in me that wants to be acknowledged? And how can I support myself even more? And then actually doing that was part of this process. Not just asking the question and then moving on, but going like, what wants to be felt? What is here in me that, that is ready to be heard? What is in me that is trying to get my attention and listening and seeing why I wasn't giving that to myself all this time was also a big part of this process, like really listening in on me. And so while I started this journey of taking a couple months off, um, mostly by accident, but some by choice, um, I avoided the choice a bit. So it was kind of, you know, (laughs) forcing myself into it, but It was really started with, okay, this is, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Let's take some space. And as soon as I slowed down, it was like, wait a second. There's all this stuff here. What? Huh? Let's listen in. I really want to say that there was this theme, a theme that was reoccurring throughout this time, a theme that I plan on weaving into my normal life, (laughs) normal life, I started to say no a lot, like a lot, a lot. I had a cap on how many appointments I would take and I honored that no matter what. So even if amazing girlfriends reached out, even if business colleagues reached out, even if there was, you know, some meeting I wanted to take, it was like, well, I already filled my cap for this week. You know, I only have five meetings this time. So nope. And it brought up that fear of missing out oh, what if I don't take that? What if I don't connect with her? What if I don't do this? And that was really the practice of not putting pressure on myself to do things and creating things from ease and knowing and trusting that everything was as it should be. And that easefulness, we can talk a lot about ease, right? We can talk a lot about ease, but it is another thing to create your life from ease. It is another thing. And when we actually start playing from ease. I learned more about ease in these past two months than I have learned in the entire time I've been talking about tickling the idea of ease and an ease-filled life. So hmm, I don't know if you need to take two months off to figure that out, but maybe just, you know, checking in on where am I creating from ease? How does that feel in my body? Am I trusting? I think trust is a huge part of ease. Uh, You know, it's really easy to talk about 
flow and being in the flow, but like, what does that mean for you? You know, uh, one of the things that really worked for me in this time was, uh, being coached, like actually having support calls, masterminds, you know, the work doesn't stop because you stop working, you know? And that was something that I really got in this time. This was actually the time to be supported. And there were so many moments that I was, you know, oh, I'll just, you know, like do nothing today. And when I got on the call, it was so perfect to be supported in that way and to be supported in my commitment and see the bigger picture of what I was up to and keep clarifying and keep going. And because again, we can just get into another trance. We could just go into another form of hypnosis of, okay, now I quit the hustle. Now I do it this way versus continuing to be intentional, continuing to take a look and be supported, right? And really continue to honor that life and honor that choice, you know, um, and keep allowing this season of slowing down to nourish me and nourish the bigger picture of what this was for. I felt like I sorted through some massive existential stuff in this past two months where I really got to separate me from my work. And I don't know that I would have had such a beautiful time doing that if I hadn't had the people that I do in my corner. So big up to them because so many people in my life, um, you know, just kind of skirt around, you know, and I've got some people in my life who will say the bold thing to me. And, you know, I've created those relationships where people can say the thing. Hey, Stacy, I noticed you're doing this or hey, what's this about? And having people in your life like that is so valuable. I cannot say enough. Please have people like that in your life because they will support you in the ways that maybe you don't know you need. And that's the cool thing is when you're in a season like this, you want people who are going to give it to you straight and who are going to say and support you and stand with you even when you're in the who the fuck am I conversation, right? That can reflect back to you and say, this is who you are, right? And so it's, yeah, just can't say that enough. Please, please, please have people in your life. And if you don't know people like that, reach out to me and I will connect you with people like that. Because there are a lot of people out there, a lot of amazing women who are on the path, just like you, who want to stand with you, who want to love you up, who want to support you, who want to cheer you on. And we all deserve to have women like that in our lives. So if you don't have any women like that in your lives, holler at your girl and I will make sure that you do. We'll be back to the combo in just a moment, but I wanted to do a little interlude and share a poem with you, one of my personal favorites, one that I feel is very congruent with what we are speaking to in this combo. And it's something I love to share with people. It's something I love to have people hear for the first time or the second time even, uh, because this is the kind of poem that tends to bring out new things each time we hear it. It's called The Invitation by Oriya. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals, or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it, or fade it, 
or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful, be realistic or remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself, if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul, if you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty even when it is not pretty every day and if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after a night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Moving forward, I want to talk about what didn't work. Because there's always a little bit of both, right? It's healthy. It's healthy. And let me just tell you, your girl has a whole lot of resistance about slowing down. So there was a lot of things I did, just funny business, you know? I had a lot of little things that I was doing and that just were funky. So I want to share them with you because I think it's also really important. And uh, I know now, looking at how this past couple months went for me, and really like what, what would have served me even more powerfully. And I'm even hesitant to say that because it's not even about getting it right. You know, like this is just the stuff I want to share with you because I I want you to see the realness in this as well. And I want you to know, uh, like kind of what went down behind the scenes because your girl ain't perfect. So what didn't work was I, I basically 80% chose it. I wasn't fully owning being off. So sometimes I would guilt myself a bit and I kept having to untangle my stories of like not doing enough because I wasn't fully choosing it. And I don't even know if I could have fully chosen it. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, you know, I I was choosing it, but I still had the resist, like whatever, you know, I just did it and I did guilt myself a bit. And I think that that could have maybe been shifted if I was willing to really fully step into more ownership over this. Um, And so that I'm not doing enough thing was actually really loud at times. Uh, I noticed that going on social media was not a good idea. Like going and looking at people who were like super doing the thing. I was like, oh man, you know, so there were some things around social media and I'll share more about that in a second. I also didn't organize my podcasting effectively. I had no intention of stopping recording or sharing with you for two months. That was not intentional. And so that wasn't very effective. I could have used all the automated hoo-hahs and had more, um, you know, delivery there. Or I could have announced that I was taking two months off, right? So that I could have quieted a little bit of that voice in my head and not having to feel guilty about it, you know? So it was, that was a choice. And so really just seeing how I could have actually fully owned it, I think more if I had prepared myself for it. And that's, that's easy to say, right? 
I also caught myself shaming and comparing. And this was mostly related to social media. So it was not a good idea to be scrolling. And when I caught myself in the scroll, I was like, ooh, yeah, no, this does not feel good. So there was a break that I took from social media. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you probably noticed I had quite a few messages from you guys. Thank you so much for that. Like, what? I felt so uh, seen. I really got some of my impact on people's lives in this time because I really heard from you of, hey, I miss your posts. Hey, I always find your story so great. Thank you so much for what you do. I hope you're all good. Like people genuinely concerned about me and also like sharing my impact, which I thought was so incredible and really was so interesting for me in this time. So thank you so much if you were one of those people who reached out. And even if you didn't and you thought it, cool, I love you too. Uh, I'm so appreciative of what we do here. This show has been transformative for me. The show itself has transformed so much. Like, whoa, have you listened to some of the earlier episodes? Even my voice sounds different. I can feel how different I am. And by different, I don't mean better or worse or any of that. I just mean... Uh, how this show has grown alongside me. And for that, I am so grateful because I could have waited until I had it perfect. And we all know that perfect never comes. <laughs> and uh, I gave myself permission to start where I was at. And here we are. So I'm so grateful for that. Uh, one of the other things that I want to share with you about what didn't work was Sometimes, especially particularly in the beginning, especially when I wasn't really choosing it and I was just floating through life, um, I was keeping wide open white space on my calendar and that wasn't working because then I would just kind of float around and just do whatever and often not really do what I needed to do in that time. And by needing to do, I don't mean needing to get things done because that wasn't the flavor of these past couple months, but it was to, you know, needing to be supported, needing to still schedule self-care needing to still schedule things I wanted to work on myself, you know, for me, um, having me time or like, you know, even just scheduling in self-care seems sometimes people are like, I don't want to do that. That feels so structured. But if you're not doing it and putting it in your calendar would actually have you feel more accountable to it. It felt like I was on this, this two month focus on me versus just being off, which also helped with my mindset a bit. Uh, so in the beginning, I wasn't doing that. And, uh, I really quickly realized that that didn't work, that I needed to put in some things into my calendar that sourced me, whether that was a few connection calls with girlfriends every week, whether that was certain things with certain people that really supported me to keep moving forward. Otherwise this like, you know, Scorpio Pisces over here, I could have just been like, just, just drowning in my own emotional state. <laughs> Trust me, I do that sometimes. Uh, so I want to tell you a little bit about the lesson because really there's always a lesson. Let's be real. There's always the takeaway. We tend to live forward and learn backwards. And so I want to share that there were some really key takeaways for me and I'm coming into this next season with such a different experience around my work. So not only did I quit the hustle, I transformed how I work and how I relate to my work. And I had hit a level, I'd hit a cap with doing it that way. And I think we all at some point in our ambitious journey are going to notice that we hit a cap with how we do things and to increase our capacity and increase our experience, our fulfillment, our abundance, our results, that there might be a, a different way to do that. And 
um, that we might need to actually transform how we relate to our, ourselves and our work. And so I, I really, really, from the other side of the two months, maybe during it, I couldn't see this. Let me be real about that. I could not see this when I was in it, but now I can, that this was exactly what needed to happen so that I could get here and recognize that, ah, oh, this is what I want to create. This is how I want to create my life. This is how I want to create my work and doing it from this different place with more ease and more feminine and more, um, energy and more honor. And so, yeah, so juicy. Oh, there is always so many lessons. Let me tell you, I was getting a lot of self-validation through my busyness. And when that stopped, oh girl, when that stopped, I felt lost. It was as if someone had ripped my entire identity away. I was so wrapped up and busy. And it was this this grand reveal. It was like, <laughs> drove me to this reality that I've been basing my happiness and my fulfillment on my work. And as we know, that we, we don't want to base our happiness and our fulfillment on anything outside of ourselves. We want to be choosing that and experiencing that and playing in that regardless of what's happening. And there was this really interesting unraveling that had to take place of the self-validation that I got through the busy was, was also what was keeping me from truly understanding why I needed the self-validation in the first place. So it was this real honesty with myself of noticing where my patterns were and how I was actually stopping myself from having what I wanted by staying in that cycle. And we build patterns and routines. You've heard me talk about this before. We build these patterns and routines from a certain level of awareness, right? So when I created the busy routine, I mean, go back and listen to some of the earlier podcasts, you can hear where I'm at. You can kind of hear, not from judgment, I, I know that sounded like I was judging myself, maybe I am a little, but we build patterns and routines from a certain level of awareness, right? And then it's like your new level is going to require a new pattern, right? And so that's really what happened here is that I got to the point I could get to with that pattern, with that way of being. And so it was really this like, <laughs> this storm of the self, you know, like looking at all of these things and going, okay, keeping this, getting rid of this. And like, I'm done with that now. I don't need to keep doing that in order to get this, like creating those patterns to fulfill a need and then recognizing that that need has already been filled. And now it's time to fill the next, the next thing that actually is coming through for me. So, um, if I was to sum this up in a hazelnut nutshell, cause I love hazelnuts, uh, this break brought me back to me. It brought me back to the art of my life, the flow of my life. Ah, the creation that I feel in my bones and it reconnected me to what matters. And I don't say that lightly. I really, I really had an experience of this is my life. Am I choosing it? How am I living it? Y'all know that I'm deep and I go to those places because this matters to me. I want to know when I get to the end that I asked these questions and I was honest and I lived and was truly alive. And this break and breaking up with hustle was so much different than just stopping being busy. It was about really, truly listening 
and being willing to come face to face with myself and choose how I want to do this thing called life. And I think we all deserve that. So I want to be clear that some people might say, oh, well, that's easy for you to quit the hustle. You know, maybe you had money in the bank or maybe you had these things going on. And um, I really actually, I created some structures around keeping a few of my clients. I wasn't like, okay, bye. You know, I actually kept a few things going so that I could sustain myself and also have, you know, some, some business being generated. But let me be clear. I just didn't take on anything new. I didn't take on any new projects. I kept things at a very clear minimum. I obviously wasn't creating the podcast. I wasn't posting on social media. So I reduced and simplified. And I think any of us can do that. I really, really believe that after experiencing this and seeing how things keep going, You know, if you've been doing the hustle, you've probably got some foundational stuff happening and that you can actually, and this is part of the fear. This is part of the busy story is that you can actually walk away without things falling apart. And that was another big lesson in this was, wow, (laughs) I had this huge fear that I had to just go all the time. But when you stop, you realize you don't. Wow. How fascinating. So maybe that's not your experience, but it was definitely mine. And I just, I invite you to consider that it could be, it could be yours. Cause I had, before this began, I was like, I can't stop. If I stop, everything will stop. This whole thing will fall apart. The whole building, the whole card deck will just come crashing down. I don't know what the card thing was, but you know, and just from my own reflection, it didn't. In fact, I come back stronger. I come back more aligned, more embodied, more here for it. So I'm just so grateful that uh, we have choice. You know, we really, really do. And if you're listening to this show, chances are you practice having choice in your life. So practice having choice in your work too and in how you relate to it. Oh, another lesson. I, I created a lot in this time off, which was really interesting to me. Um, by not hustling, I created still a lot. Not as much as I normally would, but that's okay right? It was just a different experience. And yet I found myself feeling like I was at a standstill all the time. And it's all about perspective, right? It's so fascinating to actually see that the relationship to busy, like I said earlier, sometimes can be productive, but that's not always the case. And so coming back into my work now, I recognize that I can create a lot by doing less and by actually being more. And so It's all about perspective, ladies. It really is. You know, I felt like I was doing nothing and yet here I am with this whole new experience of my life. So it's all perspective. What you're actually creating is sometimes the question. Sometimes you're creating the foundation for you to create even more. Sometimes you're shifting the relationship. Sometimes you're doing paperwork, right? All about perspective. Before I took this break, something I want to share with you was that I was dragging my ass. I was really dragging my ass. And I mean that in... I was just dragging my ass. Let's just be real what I mean by that. I was tired and I was cranky and I was quite resigned about my work. I was um, like, you know, some days I was like, I don't want to fucking do this, you know, even though I love what I do. So isn't that interesting? And yet I was covering that up subtly. Sometimes I wasn't totally aware of it, but I was covering it up with performance strategies, caffeine, um, you know, kind of pseudo motivation, like, 
you know, because I do love my work. So it was easy for me to access that love and that passion and wanting to keep showing up. And I think that, you know, in the, in, in the hustle industry, there is a lot of focus on, you can do it. It's okay. Keep going, fucking push, do the thing. And that's all great. And you, you know that some days we need that, but some days we need to get real and say, I need to sit my ass down and listen to what I don't want to listen to in myself. I need to do the other work for me. And so, or maybe because I need to take a fucking nap. Maybe that's the thing. But in, in this process, I recognized how much I was trying to avoid the truth of what was and being present to what is, is the work. That's the work. And when we are operating on top of a bunch of things, naturally what happens is we use energy holding that stuff in. We constrict and hold things and we end up depleted and tired. So if you are tired, and this is something that I've spoken about before, and yet I wasn't even following myself at times. So if you are feeling tired and exhausted, really asking yourself, is this a physical tired or am I tired? And if I'm tired, what am I tired of? What am I trying to avoid feeling, saying, doing, creating, owning, any of that. So this episode is being recorded in March, where I am now integrating back into my routine. And let me tell you something funny. The first couple weeks that I started getting back into my, my, my flow, I actually came back in and tried to do the same shit. Your girl tried to do the same shit. I actually looked at my calendar and I had filled it all up again. And isn't that hilarious what we do, right? And so I had, I, I, I noticed it a few days in. What am I doing? This isn't working. I'm just trying to do the same thing again. And so I just went back in, right? And created what I knew. And sometimes we got to learn the lesson a few times. Sometimes we have to learn the lesson a thousand times and that's okay. And I got to choose again. And so I am so, so grateful for this level of awareness and choice and work. And so coming back in, you're going to be hearing a lot more of that feminine flow with the healthy masculine as well in me. And I'm going to talk more about that in an upcoming episode. But for me, it's been really about honesty. It's being, being willing to step out of the routine to actually have the life that you want. Because if, if you're ambitious, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably didn't get into this to just be more stressed, (laughs) right? To be more worked, you know? Yeah, it takes work. I'm not going to ever lie about that when I talk about following your mission in life. It takes work, but it also takes a life. It takes you being actually at your best, And by your best, I don't mean doing all the things. I mean, feeling alive, feeling fulfilled, feeling like your tank is full. So if you need a break, girl, this, the break might be your breakthrough is what I want to say, because it was for me. And I really, really love that I get to share this with you because this has been such a life-changing experience in so many ways. And it's, the work is not over you know, it's going to be a continuous process as it is. But once we see something in ourselves, we can keep checking in. And so 
Uh, I invite you to keep checking in with you. I'm going to keep checking in with me. I'm going to keep creating from this new place. I'm going to be creating from a place that feels really aligned, but also is really in line with my commitments. And so whatever you're, wherever you're at, if you listen to this point, thank you. And I'm so excited to share what's next with you. I've got some really exciting things that I've been realizing, you know, through this process and by getting more quiet that I was, that I really was excited to create. And so, um, I look forward to sharing those with you. If you are not in the Lady Posse on Facebook, please come join us there. I do live streams in there. We share conversations in there and also just sharing what's next and some new steps that are going to be coming out um, in this simplifying of my work and my my mission and my creative abilities. And so, so excited to share that with you. I love you all so much. And uh, I hope that you are having such a beautiful day wherever you're at. And we'll talk to you so soon. I love you.